Those who thrive these days professionally know that it's no longer about survival of the fittest. It is survival of the focus. Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe. Hear your own wisdom and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Fain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Why, hello there. It's your gal Carly, and I want to extend the warmest celebratory welcome to you Because right around at the time this episode comes out, we expect to reach officially 10,000 listeners in countries all over the world. And I am in awe, especially because most of these episodes since COVID have been coming to you live from my bedroom closet, (laughs) sitting next to my sweaters. And to think that we, during this time where human connection is so important, have been able to gather together on a regular basis every week and have the messy conversations that unlock our magnificence is bewildering in the best possible sense. So thank you. If you're tuning in for the first time or if you've been here on a regular basis, know that I hold you in my head and in my heart every single day as we think about what episodes and what topics might be of service next. So I reach out on social media and I asked, what should we do to celebrate? We've got to pause here and acknowledge this milestone. And the overwhelming response has been that it is time to do another one of our signature podcast pajama parties. So if you haven't come to a podcast pajama party yet, it is the most cozy, delicious hour where women from all over the world, we get together over Zoom, sip tea, and we gather our wits and our wisdom together. It's super centering, super cozy, and the kind of thing that leaves you feeling both heard, seen, and a lot more like yourself, like you can breathe again. So we're going to do our next podcast pajama party to celebrate this Thursday, September 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mark your calendar and go to my website, carlyfane.com. At the top, you'll see a banner where you can RSVP and get that private Zoom link. I'll also put a link to that in the show notes. I would love to be with you live, swapping stories, answering your questions, giving you some behind the scenes. And we're also going to invite some of our guests who have been here on the show. So if there's a guest you would love to have be there live, make sure you let me know and I will extend a personal invitation to them as well. So this episode, if I sound kind of exciting, it's it part because of this celebration of the ways we have been connecting and supporting women together. And also because this is the last thing that I am going to do before I head out of my office for a week's vacation at the beach with my family. And I am reminded of how once upon a time when I began my professional career, I was working in HR and I was taking this training course to help learn how to prioritize my time. I had to oversee a staff of about 45 people and my time was really precious and valuable. And there was this fun exercise in one of the training courses where they said, hey, I'd like you to pretend that you were leaving for vacation in one hour. 
what would you need to get done before you left? What is essential that you need to focus on right now so that you could leave for vacation able to enjoy yourself? And I love this type of exercise because it's really a practice in priorities, right? And learning how to sort through all those potential little fires you could be putting out and see behind them to the thing that is actually starting the fires and address what's really important at its root cause. And women tell me all the time just how easy it is to have the best of intentions. We start the week well, and then we get caught up in the movement of life. And suddenly you might find yourself putting out all those fires all day long, right? And still, at the end of the day, feeling behind. And that's perplexing and frustrating because you're putting in the hours, you're doing the work. And so to still feel at the end of the day like you haven't done enough is really, really kind of damaging to our morale. It doesn't give us a lot of oomph to want to get out of bed and start the next day again, right? So today, I want to share with you a foundational awareness that a mentor shared with me about five years ago that has made a tremendous difference in reducing both my professional worries and stress, feeling like I have to do things perfectly. I don't need to do that anymore. And it's made our company far more productive, not by doing more, but by honing our attention, by fanning the flames of our focus onto the one or two things that actually need to be addressed, and then making sure we have what we need to follow through on those things. So I'm going to share that foundational awareness with you, and then I'm going to give you the most simple grab-and-go sandwich, and you'll see why I call it a sandwich in a minute. It's a very simple three-step question approach that we can ask ourselves when our plate is suddenly a lot more full than is reasonable. So if you do catch yourself accidentally caught up in that momentum, and it's more than is realistic for you to get to, or it's more than feels good, or you're not getting to what you actually care about, well, this grab-and-go sandwich is the thing that will return you back to your best focus with the chutzpah, as my grandmother would call it, to actually address what's important and know what you can let go of or lean back from without worrying that things are going to fall apart if you don't do it all. So I hope that sounds good to you. I'm going to start with one of my favorite parts of our show here together, which is to give a shout out to a woman in our community. And this week, the shout out goes to Jay Arnay. Jay wrote the most beautiful post to me on social media. She shared the episode that I did with Farron Weiner about our emotional success and leveraging that as part of your professional strategy. And I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. If you are an emotional person, I would love for you to learn how some of the most productive leaders in our new economy are leveraging their emotions as part of their strategic growth. That's a great episode. So Jay Arne gave a shout out to that and she said this. Your episodes have become a part of my most days morning and afternoon ritual, which is a testament to my use of using the phrase most days. Hearing you hone in on that concept when you were speaking to Dana in the episode about building the habit of courage reminds me to show up with more grace in doing the things that make us feel good. Some days we get busy and we're not able to fill up on all the things which makes us whole which is why that most days language is so important. I perceive it as a nod to showing ourselves some grace. Prior to hearing that episode, I was speaking with my friends in a group chat and shared what my morning looks like using the language most days. So when I heard you say it, it was an aha moment for me. 
I felt like I was on the right track in being more kind to myself. Oh, Jay Arne, if the only thing I ever do <laughs> in the production of the Messy and Magnificent podcast is remind you and all of the women listening of what you already know to be true, well, that to me would be a tremendous success. There is so much that we know already. And I love when we hear somebody reinforce what already feels accurate within ourselves. So thank you for sharing the episode, JRNA. And thank you to everybody who's put a review up on iTunes or on social media and tagged me in it. Keep them coming. I would love to give you a shout out live on the air too. All right. Let's talk about this foundational awareness, this really important teaching that I can literally sum up in one sentence that a dear mentor of mine, Karen Witzig-Razel, who is the marketing maven, I'll put a link to her in the show notes, I have learned so much from her about how to create a doable, happy practice is what she calls it. She has this happy practice method. And Karen pointed out to me years ago that The way our economy is shifting has made it such that those who thrive these days professionally know that it's no longer about survival of the fittest. It is survival of the focused. Let me say that again. Our new economy and those who thrive in it know that it is no longer about survival of the fittest. It is about survival of the focused, meaning it is not the people that have the most resources or the largest team or the most money in the bank or even the most experience who do the best in our economy. It's the ones who figure out where to fan the flames of their attention and consistently show up for that. And if there is one person who's taught me that really well is a dear client of mine, Little Wayne, who, you know, taught himself how to rap. He would get out these journals as a child, those good old-fashioned composition notebooks, and he would write down the lyrics that he would hear in other rappers' songs again and again and again. And he would by himself in his room dissect them and figure out why do these bars work? Why do these lines land well? What's wrong about the beat that would be better if it would shift it? And he would just analyze it again and again. And as I worked with him as his live-in coach for many years, I witnessed that Wayne consistently showed up for his time in the studio. He didn't have to be a super genius. He was the one who was going to put in the hours. And it might look like to those of us who listen to the song, oh my gosh, this guy is a natural. And I'm sure He's got natural ability, but he also has dedicated, long-term focus. So what I love about looking at this through the lens of not needing to be the fittest, rather fanning the flames of our focus, is two things. Number one, it gets us out of that short-term, quick-fix approach that everyone is selling. Right, This idea that you have to make one perfect marketing funnel or you need to build the ideal website or each social media post you make has to be great or each pitch you make to a client or to a company has to be the one you nail. That is so much pressure. When we look at ourselves through the lens of needing to have an immediate breakthrough on everything we do, what we actually do is squash our mental faculties. We initiate our fight or flight response within our nervous system, then we no longer think as clearly or come up with as many as productive solutions. 
So I just want to remind you that no one thing has to be the thing if you are willing to be in the game for the long haul. Whether that's within your particular career or within yourself as a human being, if you are willing to make the commitment to yourself that for the rest of the days you have here on earth, you will show up for what you believe in with integrity and that you're here for the long haul, you no longer have to worry about any one thing being the thing. You will just be dedicated to continually coming back with soft focus, not white knuckle gripping focus where we exhaust ourselves, but with a soft focus, tending to what is important. And in a moment, I'm going to help you do exactly that consistently. And the other thing I really like about this reminder that it's not survival of the fittest, it's survival of the focused, is that it really clears the busy work off our plate. We no longer have to spread our attention to all these different places. And I'm a visual thinker, so maybe you're like me. And if that's the case, I think about it like this. If the level of energy and time you had in a day was in a pitcher and we put before you a bunch of glasses and you just started pouring water into all those glasses as quick as you possibly could, trying to reach as many of the glasses as possible. If I set a timer, you know, for a minute, you could imagine how there would be water everywhere. Some of the cups would get more water than the others, but there would also be this spillage of water spilling between the glasses. And that is exactly what happens to our mental faculties when we try to do too many things. In fact, if you're inspired to hear some of the data and the research about how it happens when we're either interrupted or multitasking, go back and listen to episode 44. I'll put a link to that in the show notes where I shared some really fascinating data about what works better than trying to do all the things. But for right now, what I love is that we can start to get clear about where our focus would be of the most valuable, where we'll get the most ROI for our time and energy and just go there. So maybe at this point you're thinking, okay, great. Focus is what's important. Got it, Carly. But what do I focus on? (laughs) It's one thing to talk about these concepts. It's another thing to make them doable. So let's make this doable. I call this method the how sandwich. And this is my like grab and go sandwich idea that I use anytime I'm noticing myself getting really scattered. This doesn't need to be a formal practice, though, if you write it down, it's 45% more likely that you'll live into it. There's some great research on that, and I'll put a link to that data in the show notes. So writing this down is better than hearing it. But even if you just put these questions on a post-it note and stick them someplace where you're going to see them, so that you're called back to your focal point for the week, that in and of itself makes a profound difference. So I call this the how sandwich because we're going to start with a what question. We're going to put how right in the center and we're going to end with another what question. So it looks like this. And I want you to really pay attention to your answers to these questions because I'm going to ask you a question about your answers at the end of this episode. So question number one in our how sandwich is, what is one thing that if I focused on it this week would make everything else easier or unnecessary all together? Now, this is a question that comes to us from Gary Keller and Jay Papazan from their book, The One Thing. 
the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. It's a phenomenal book at helping us fan the flames of our focus. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But what we're looking for here is what is one specific action item or one area that if you tended to it would make everything else easier? And I'm going to give you an example of that. I've got a great client. Shout out. I'm going to call her Sarah. That's not her real name. Shout out to Sarah in Southern California. She's an educator. And she is so good at what she does that clients are reaching out to her from near and far, and there is no way that she can sustain having as many one-on-one client sessions in a day as she has been doing, because she also has two sweet boys that she is the single mom to that need her attention as well. So we were in conversation this week, and I said to her, what is the one thing that if you focused on it this week would make everything else easier. And her answer was so seemingly simple. She said, I just need to be able to eat lunch, Carly. Like I know that part of the reason I am exhausted at the end of the day, in addition to the work I'm doing, is just because I'm undernourished. I'm barely getting lunch or I'm squeezing it in, in like a quick bite here and there between clients. And it's just not sustainable. I come home from work super hungry on top of everything else that needs to get done around the house. So her what was very specific. This is important. Specificity really matters. And I also want to point out that it wasn't something huge. I think we tell ourselves sometimes that things are complicated because it's a stalling tactic. It's a way for us to not honor what we know to be true. Because if we honor what we know to be true, it's going to mean that we have to make some changes or some shifts sometimes. And so if she really honors what she knows to be true, which is, if nothing else, she's got to have a lunch break every day in order to sustain running this business, then it's going to mean something has to shift. Something has to change. So Sarah's example was the one thing that if I focused on it this week would make everything else easier would be eating lunch. So I want to know from you, what's your one thing? Make it simple. Make it specific, right? This is one thing that would make everything else either easier or unnecessary altogether because you would no longer have to do other things if you just handled this one thing. All right, now we're going to get to the inside of the sandwich, the meat or tofu, if you will, our how question. Knowing what the one thing is is really important, but if we don't ask the following question, then it's all hypothetical and nothing changes. So the essential meat of this sandwich is the following question. How will I live into this one thing in a doable way this week? How am I actually going to do it? So now I'm aware of what needs to be focused on, but how am I going to do it? Now, in Sarah's example, she realized that the issue is her schedule. She's been booking clients back to back on the hour, which means two things. A, there's not a moment of break in between for her. And B, if anybody runs late or has a question afterwards, she's always stressed and chronically behind. And so she knew that in order to have lunch for herself, she was going to have to change up her schedule a little bit. And in fact, as she looked at what it would take to have a lunch break, she realized she wanted to build in some other space during the day. And so she's no longer going to book her clients on the hour. She's going to book them, even though they're 45 to hour long sessions, she's going to book them with a half an hour space in between, which ironically, and there's no way that she could know this, is exactly what Marla Madison shared with us on episode 45 last week when we talked about learning how to receive more. So she's booking in a little bit of space for lunch, to catch her breath, 
to wrap up with clients if they need a little extra attention. The how of the way she's getting lunch is to physically alter her schedule. And it's not going to happen overnight because she's still booked a few people for, you know, the upcoming weeks, but she's beginning to modify the sessions that she books moving forward. So this doesn't have to be an instant fix. Just because you can't do it today does not mean that you can't do it. It just means you need to schedule it for when you can. So you know your one thing. Now we're asking how you're going to live in to this one thing. Now we could stop here, but then this would be an open-faced sandwich. And the thing about an open-faced sandwich, it is not nearly as nourishing as that other slice of bread. So we're going to talk about the final what. This is the what that seals the deal, that makes the entire thing possible. Because driven women, high achievers, we are so good at coming up with a goal. You have no shortage of ideas and inspirations, but sometimes follow through is hard. And when it's hard, it's almost always because we didn't include this slice of bread on our goal planning sandwich. Ready? Our final what statement is, what do I need to make it possible to live in to this one thing this week? So we've looked at the one thing that if you focused on it would make things easier. Then we've gotten more specific. How will you live into this one thing or address this one thing or focus on this one thing this week? But the third question is the question that softens us that allows us to be human beings with actual needs because all human beings have actual needs. What do I need to make it possible to live into this one thing this week? So you're not just going to expect yourself to operate in a vacuum. You're not just going to set a goal and then cross your fingers and hope for the best. You're going to give yourself the nourishment that you need in order to make this shift or adaptation or focal point real. So Sarah, for example, the one thing she needed was for me to check in on her and see how it's going, right? To not just be left to her own devices. So I promised her, I said, I'm going to text you next week and I'm going to see how it's going to see if you've got any questions, if there's any parts of altering your schedule that are sticky or tricky. That's what I'm here for because I'm her coach, right? So what do you need in order to make it possible for you to live in to this thing that you're going to hone the flames of your attention around this week? Right. So, for example, if you've got a goal of, hey, I'm going to move my body more this week. I've missed doing that. I want to go for a walk every day for 20 minutes. Great. Right. Or for three days a week, I'm going to go for a walk for 20 minutes. Excellent. What do you need in order to make that possible? Do you need to arrange for somebody to watch your kiddo for that amount of time or to put a movie on for them for that amount of time? Do you need to actually schedule it out? Do you need to decline an invitation or not do something extra this week that actually isn't vital so that you have the time? What do you need? Quick recap of our grab and go focus sandwich here. What is one thing that if you focused on it this week would make everything else a little easier or not necessary altogether? How specifically will you live in to Focusing on that one thing this week in a doable way. Keep it simple. What is simple gets done. And finally, the bread on top of this sandwich. What do I need to make it possible to live in to this one thing this week? So here's what I want to know from you. What is your one thing? What is the one area that if you tended to it this week, would make things simpler 
or more manageable or allow you to live into what you value. Post that on iTunes in a review. Every review you leave boosts us in the algorithm and it allows more women to be in this conversation. Or bring your one thing to our podcast pajama party. I would love to be in live conversation with you about that. Remember, you thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep taking care of what you value, including yourself. And I will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else.